Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. The streets of Union City. To your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey, no. From 7 till 11. Live, local, and live. Steve Travelis, Sunday, Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's loud, local, and live. Call him at 1-800-283-101.5. And welcome to Monday, Steve Travelis. You and me till 11 o'clock tonight, and so much to talk about on New Jersey 101.5. Uh, if you're an Emerson Lake and Palmer fan, Palmer's calling in. The other two can't. Carl Palmer will be calling in at 9:10 to tell you about a show that he's put together that you are not going to believe. You know, welcome back, my friend, to the show that never ends. He has set it up so that the show never will end. And uh, you'll be hearing about it at 9:10 tonight. 10:10 tonight, author John D'Amore. Uh, Union City guy like myself. Uh, he's got an. He, he's the guy who wrote the book, uh, the bestseller. The boss always sits in the back, and he's going to be doing a reading from that. And his new book, Me and George, which is a really funny premise, could actually be a sitcom, and uh, that's going to be happening. He'll be doing the reading on Saturday at Seawern, but he'll be calling in tonight. And he was a session musician. He played with Chuck Berry. He uh, he went to see the Rascals, and we'll talk about that. I'm going to see the Rascals, or my good friend. Ray Rossi on uh, Friday night. So uh, between now and then, though, lots to talk about. The bear hunt is coming back. And uh, Governor Murphy said, no more bear hunt. And then uh, after seeing what life is like with no more bear hunt, he has reversed himself and said, all right, so there'll be a bear hunt. And it's going to be held starting December the 5th. Uh, he opposed the bear hunt as a candidate, gradually restricted it as governor, first by banning it from the state-owned land and ultimately not renewing the hunt when the previous plan expired. Last year was the first year without a bear hunt in the state since uh, 2009. So now uh, we're getting a bear hunt. And how do you feel about that? And I want you to talk to me at 1-800-283-101.5. But also uh, tomorrow night, you can comment on it. Uh, in person, the New Jersey Fish and Gaming Council will meet to approve the emergency hunt. They're expecting a large turnout. Typically, the council will meet at the office complex outside the Assapink Wildlife Management Area in Monmouth County. And they're moving the meeting to the State Museum in Trenton. Since the meeting will not be live streamed on the Internet, the only opportunity for the public to comment before the hunt is authorized is at the meeting itself. And that's tomorrow night. All the information is on nj1015.com. How do you feel? about the idea of bringing back the bear hunt in New Jersey. Uh, I, you know what? I I feel bad saying this because I've seen all the Yogi Bear cartoons. I watch Gentle Ben. But if we don't bring back the bear hunt, we're going to be human picnic biscuits. And you have to really take that into consideration. Uh, it's they're, they're cute to look at, but you don't want to get too up close and personal with them. The Game Council is likely to approve a six-day bear hunt in December. 
that would coincide with the state's shotgun deer season. If the number of bears killed does not meet the state's management goals, the hunt could be extended for another six days. Changes to the rules about the hunt will also be discussed, including a ban on shooting juvenile bear under 75 pounds, a ban on shooting a female bear with cubs, and a limit to baiting bear before the bear hunt. So, 1-800-283-101.5. Have you, you know, how do you feel about bringing back the bear hunt in New Jersey? Would you like it to come back? Uh, Do you wish it would just stay away? I've got a Twitter poll up at NJ1015.com. You could uh, follow me. And they also got it at Real Steve Trev. And right now we've got 68 votes, 64% say yes, 35% say no. Where are you? And have you ever had an experience with a bear? Friendly experience? Not so friendly experience? Were you scared by a bear? Have you ever been confronted by a bear? You know, the bear don't know if you're... uh, you know, what your intentions are when he sees you. So, what's your experience been like? And how do you feel? Like I said, you know, the, the problem is, you know, we, we have no problem hunting deer. We all saw Bambi, no problem hunting a deer. Right? We know about Santa and what's driving a sled, no problem hunting a deer. But the bear, row. And then again, we are overrun lately. You know, are you seeing more bear where you are? We're definitely seeing more deer where we are. God, man, this, I've never seen as many deer as I'm seeing this year. Like, no matter where you go, I've not seen that many bear. We had a coyote outside the radio station once, not that long ago. If you don't believe me, ask Jeff Edelstein. Uh, Kim is in Chester on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Kim. Hi, how are you? Good, how you doing? I'm good. No, my take on it, I'm not worried about the bears. I don't think they should bring the bear hunt back. I'm more worried about the deer. Hitting the deer and having a car accident and getting killed is more of a concern. I think they should bring bring on a deer hunt. How about we get the bears to hunt the deer, right? We, I like that. We give the bears <laughs> slingshots and we send them out into the forest. That's we, great. I mean, the deer out by where it's gotten horrible the last two years. Like, I'm dodging deer from morning to night. Yeah, it, it just seems like we're overrun lately. We, and then I don't remember it ever being this bad. No, me either. I don't know if I felt like it was after COVID, like from 20. I don't feel like 2019 was as bad. 2020 on. It's, it's just, I mean, morning, <laughs> afternoon, even into the evening. I'm like, I can't get away from these things. Well, now, have you, have you ever seen a bear where you are in Chester? Oh, yeah, sure. When we lived um, at my old house, uh, I was walking my dog, and I saw this neighbor. Well, I didn't know her. She was frantically, like, waving at me. And I thought, oh, well, hello, I'm waving. <laughs> and she's pointing. And over the hill, like, coming my way was a, was a black bear. So I just calmly walked to her house and, and waited for him to go by. But he just strolled. We, they used to cross, um, take a shortcut in mm-hmm. my, my house because we live by the trails uh-huh. all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing with the bear, like I said, they're, they're, they're so cool to look at. You see them on the news. They're so cute. They're hanging in the trees. But then it's like, you know, it, there's so many of them. They're getting overpopulated. And, you know, you have to feed them, you know. And uh, you will be dinner if they're not fed. And it's just like, you know, for their own health and well-being as well. Because then, you know, then they starve. Then how did, you know, how did they take care of themselves? We're, we're not set up for a bear population. Can we, put the, 
can we put the deer hunt in there right along with that? Because seriously, it's like, you know. Uh, here's what we do. For we'll every. The deer either and they get hit, you know. We'll so. give the bear a quota. And for if the bear brings in three deer carcasses, he gets to live. I like that. That's you like that? Word. All right. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Your thoughts on the bear hunt. We're bringing it back in New Jersey. There's a meeting tomorrow night to discuss it. Uh, would you like to see it? Yes or no? Here's fast traffic. Jersey weather brought to you by My Tree Truck. Have a big event coming up and you want to wow your guests? Check out My Tree Truck, a mobile candy truck company that brings fun and nostalgia to any event. Weddings, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, corporate events, and more. Visit MyTreeTruck.com to reserve your date today. Alright, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Are you noticing we're becoming overrun with deer in New Jersey? You noticing we're becoming overrun with bear in New Jersey? They're uh, bringing back the bear hunt. And I want to get your thoughts on how you feel about it. 1-800-283-101.5. Also, uh, we've got Pete's Pizza and Paninis on New Jersey 101.5. Are you Pete? No, it's not Pete. It's Pizza and Panini. Oh, I thought it was So who are you? I am Mrs. G. I am the mom. Hi, Mrs. G. Hi. How are you? I'm just wonderful. What's going on? Are you are you are you uh, want to keep the bear hunt, or you want to get rid of it? Uh, well, I think the deer are sweet. Um, <laughs> I don't care about the. Do you do you cook them and put them on pizza? Can you get no a pizza way. with a deer, a venison no, vine? No, no, no. But some of my family are hunters. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, how do you feel about the bear hunt? Um, I don't know. I've never seen one. I guess they are dangerous. I guess they should hunt them. <laughs> Yeah. How about a bear pizza? Can you do a bear pizza? No. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm asking, you know, no. <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> now, where are you located? Uh, 452 Route 37 East in Tom's River. Okay. And what's happening? And what's happening? The Jelinella family has been blessed, and they want to give back. So they're offering free Thanksgiving dinners to people who are less fortunate or maybe just lonely for the holidays. They need to be picked up, and you need to call me for a reservation by the 20th so that we have time to prepare them. Um, And my phone number is 732-269-8149. I need to know how many in your family and what time. We're, We're going to be available between 12 and 4. So I need to know what time you can pick them up. You know what? That's so nice of you. That is so nice of you. Would you? Actually, actually it's my son, and he's he's wonderful. That's so nice. He is wonderful. That's so nice of him. How about this? How would you feel if I wrote an article on the website about this? Oh, that would be wonderful. All right. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put you back. Uh, I'm going to put you. I'm going to give you back to the producer. He'll get your information, and maybe like you send me some pictures and stuff, and I'll I'll put it on nj1015.com. Oh, boy, that would be really nice. That is so, my God, that really is. I mean, you were willing to cook Thanksgiving? Now, wait a minute. When you do the Thanksgiving dinner, is there macaroni on the table? (laughs) I'm not telling. Oh, come on. You're Italian. It's got to be. It's the law. It's the law. You got it. Maybe for an appetizer. Well, I see no wonder you're giving away the free turkey. It's the macaroni that everybody wants. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know what? It's so much harder this year because, as you know, turkey's more expensive. Everything is so expensive. I know. Everything. And you know, there was a there was a survey taken, 
And they said one out of four families are not going to do Thanksgiving this year because they can't afford it. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, and you're going to help people. You're going to make that well, happen I sure for hope people. So. I sure hope we get people to take advantage. All right, hold on. I'm yes. going to put you on hold, and uh, Ryan's going to get your information. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. There's another good question as well. Are you eating out this Thanksgiving? Have you thought of eating out this Thanksgiving? Because it turns out that... It may actually be cheaper with the price of Thanksgiving, um, you know, with the prices being what they are. It may actually be cheaper to eat out. And then, like, I put it up, by, I wanted to do, like, uh, I'm working on a post about places you could go for Thanksgiving. And people are like, how dare you? You would never eat Thanksgiving out. I started to think about it. I said, you know, it's not a bad idea. Would you ever consider eating Thanksgiving or having Thanksgiving in a restaurant instead of you know, at your house or at your grandma's or, you know, auntie so-and-so's or wherever. I mean, one 800 And if you are, what restaurant do you go to? Like, what is the best restaurant or a restaurant that you would recommend for Thanksgiving dinner? Because, like I said, there was, a, there was an article on, uh, I think, the Associated Press. There was one on CNBC. There was another on the Associated Press saying that it's actually, the food costs have gone up 12% since last year. And the price, with the price of turkey and the fixings being what they are, it may actually be cheaper or the same amount of money to eat out. So if you have the choice now of spending the night Getting it all ready, getting ready for everybody to come over, right? Putting out the food, getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning to make all the food, putting the food out, and then they never leave. (laughs) And and you're like, wait a minute. Or you can, uh, you know, you make a reservation. You show up, you all meet at the restaurant. They serve you hand and foot. You have a nice meal. You don't have to clean it up afterwards. And at the end of the meal, everybody goes home. And, uh, you know, maybe you go watch the Giant Dallas game. You know, because the way I see it, I mean, like, uh, if the NFL was smart, they would name the Detroit game. The first game is usually 1230 Detroit. That should be the end of Pasta Bowl. Because that's when the appetizers are served. And right. then 4 o'clock, the Dallas game, that's the dinner bowl. Mm-hmm. And then the dessert bowl would be the third game, right? <laughs> that's that's a way to go with it. I like that. Yeah, yeah. The, the NFL should just be real, and that's what they are. Right? Uh, that's the appetizer bowl. <laughs> Today, the Lions will take on the Bears. Could you have you ever eaten out at a restaurant for Thanksgiving? Never. You would never do it. No, I would never do it. No. I'm I'm thinking. I mean, you know, because now they're saying food costs are the same. Mm. Uh, for what what you spend on the meal, it may be cheaper to eat out. Right. Saying, well, you know what? Or how about this? Like, if you're a sports bar mm-hmm. and you got Giants Dallas at four fifteen, right? I would do a Thanksgiving spread. Yeah, the money, the more money that someone else will make that I will not see a dime of, but do a big <laughs> Thanksgiving spread, and then you put like a turkey, you know, buffet out with macaroni, of course, of course. on the table. And what do you think? If that's not bad. I mean, I you know, I know a bulk, the bulk of restaurants are closed on Thanksgiving, so that would be quite a change. Are they? I think so. I, I think a lot of them are. Um, 
I mean, I guess some are, but I thought in general, a lot of businesses, you know, were closed and I'd be afraid I would just be able to get like a Big Mac on Thanksgiving. And, you know. <laughs> a McTurkey. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about the idea of having Thanksgiving dinner at a restaurant? Would you ever have Thanksgiving dinner at a restaurant? Uh, at 7.30. Now, the latest new brought to you by Carl's Fencing, Decking, and Home Improvements. Drafty windows lead to higher energy bills. Call the pros at Carl's to ensure your windows are draft-free. Stormy weather can wreak havoc on your roof. Carl's keep your home safe and warm all winter long. Carl's keeps you surrounded by the best. Go to buycarls.com today. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve All right, now, we talk about the idea. We're talking about the bear hunt. And uh, how you feel about that? Uh, if you want to complain about it or voice your opinion about it, you can do that tomorrow night. All the information is a meeting, and it's all on nj1015.com. You can comment before the vote. But uh, we were talking about that, and then we kind of get into the topic of Thanksgiving. And as it turns out, uh, this year, restaurant prices are elevated, but not as high as the grocery store prices which means the consumer price index is basically telling us the cost of inflation at the grocery store is exceeding that of eating out, says Wells Fargo specialty crop analyst Brad Rubin to CBS Money Watch. So if the prices are the same or it may be cheaper to eat out, would you consider eating out on Thanksgiving, going to a restaurant? Have you ever done it? If so, what are restaurants even open on Thanksgiving? Who's doing Thanksgiving? And what is it like? I've never done it. But you know what? I'm thinking about it's a lot less aggravating. And if it's cheaper, would you do it? 1-800-283-101.5. And if you did it, where would you go? Like I said, I don't even know. Like like, uh, Chad was saying, you know, are restaurants even open on Thanksgiving? Imagine some of them are. So what do you do? Have Have you ever gone out for dinner on Thanksgiving? And uh, would you recommend it? Sharon's in Egg Harbor on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Sharon. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I love your show. You are just absolutely awesome. Sharon, take all the time you need. Whatever you take, relax. Always good to have you, Sharon. <laughs> you are really good. Thank you. Now, we go out for Thanksgiving. We've gone out since 2007, when, since my dad passed away, because I used to make dinner at home all the time. Uh-huh. And um, we go to this place in in Sicklerville, New Jersey. It's Valari's. Uh-huh. And it's awesome. It really, really is. You can, you can order off the menu or if you have a party of like, I think it's eight or more. I, I can't remember. But if it's eight or more, you can get like this family type of thing where you they, – they roast the whole turkey. They bring it to the table. They carve it at the table. You get – mashed potatoes, uh, sweet potatoes, all your veggies. You get a salad, soup, all everything. Really? And then what? if you have, like, anything left over, they wrap it up and you take it home. That's the other thing, right? When you're home and you cook and you're like, please take this on, that on, please throw it out the next day. Yeah. You know, because I used to cook all the time, and it would take me, like, three days to prep everything, cook. Set, set oh, yeah. up, everybody would come, and then the cleaning up and all that nonsense. I said, 
This is awesome. We host it, yeah. We do it every year. And sometimes they never leave. <laughs> you're like, come on. Yeah. Right, it's getting late. Yeah, right. You go, you eat, you're done, you're out. And you know what? This year with the Giants playing the Cowboys, I want I want to be, I want Thanksgiving brunch. I want to be home by 4 o'clock to see the game. I'm a Cowboys fan. Oh, Sharon, you see that? You started off so well. And now it has to end like this. That's Uh-oh. right. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. You still love me, Sharon? I love you with all my heart. That's all that matters. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Let's go to Raymond in Rockaway. Bonasera. Bonasera, Steve. Uh, I love you. God bless you. Are you making the bone soup for Thanksgiving? Uh, I usually, I never, ever went out to eat. Right. Because for the last, since everybody passed away, 40 years ago, I started cooking bone soup and turkey. Right. And I invite my three delightful, uh, 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 how do you call, uh, uh, neighbors, and they come and eat my soup. And uh, we enjoy it. Anyhow. Nice. And it's, and it lasts for about four days. <laughs> so you would never go out to a restaurant on Thanksgiving? No, no. Because, Why? you know, I love my cooking. Well, yeah, but you could always cook. <laughs> yeah. About the bears, I yes. love animals. How about bear soup? I have three bears that passes my backyard really? every day. Uh-huh. Because 40 years ago, I start throwing bread to the birds. So I get foxes and <laughs> oh my Make sure you stay inside when you do this. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I have, you know, I, I watch them. I watch them. I take pictures too and everything. Nice. Unbelievable. Nice. But there you go. So beautiful. I mean, with, oh my God. You know, I, love, I have three cats, Siamese cats. I can't mix them with any... Well, you don't want them outside when the bears or the foxes are out either. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, they will have Thanksgiving. <laughs> be, uh, that's not what you're looking for. Raymond, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I want to go to 283-101.5. You got thoughts on the bear hunt? Let me know. You can make your comment tomorrow. Should we bring the bear hunt back to New Jersey? And uh, two, would you consider... Eating out in a restaurant on Thanksgiving. If you've ever had Thanksgiving at a restaurant, uh, what's it like? Are there any restaurants open on Thanksgiving? What restaurant, uh, if you do go to a restaurant, what one would you recommend? 1-800-283-101.5. Ron, I'm going to give you more time. Stick around. Uh, got to tell you, does this sound familiar to you? Boy, it took me a while to get out of bed this morning. Or I certainly can't do the same things I used to do before since I'm in so much pain. Or even I went to the doctor and they gave me muscle relaxers and pain pills and told me to follow up in a week. Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you have ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. We're not doing anything but making you feel loopy and drowsy like other places. Call Trinity Rehab at 800 501 
888-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three, five-minute sessions. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in East Brunswick, Flemington, and Woodcliffe Lake. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. 1.5 presents our town hall, Maine in New Jersey. This Thursday night at 7, join news anchor Eric Scott, Garden State manufacturers and business experts. We'll highlight local companies, examine statewide challenges, offer working solutions to the New Jersey 101.5 town hall, Maine in New Jersey, this Thursday night at 7. Watch it on nj1015.com or listen on your radio or our free app, 1-800-283-101.5. Thanks to uh, inflation, it may actually be cheaper to eat out this Thanksgiving than to do it at home. You know, one in four families, according to a survey, are not going to have Thanksgiving dinner because they can't afford it. How bad is that? So would you ever consider eating Thanksgiving dinner in a restaurant? Have you ever done it before? And what restaurant would you recommend if you were to do it or have done it? Ron is on Route 9 on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, not bad. Uh, we just come from uh, the Fortune Buffet in uh, Tom's River. Uh, had a nice dinner. We're coming home, and we heard the discussion about uh, eating Thanksgiving out. Have you ever done it? Uh, we did. Uh, I mean, I come from a large family. We always had Thanksgiving. We always made the big mess. Right. Put all the stuff, had everybody over. Um, yeah, did all the cooking and had all that and everybody ate and went home, left us holding, holding the bag. Bags. Garbage bags. Yeah. uh, All the mess, everything going on we had to deal with. Right. Uh, now all the kids are pretty much gone and moved away. And, uh, a couple of years ago, just before COVID, me and my wife decided that we weren't going to make Thanksgiving dinner because it was just the two of us. Uh, so we went down to the Golden Corral, and for a few bucks, we ate like kings. We went in there, they had turkey, ham, they had all, the whole spread, everything you can think of, the whole nine yards. You did Thanksgiving so we, at the Golden Corral? We, we did Thanksgiving at the now-defunct Freehold Golden Corral. Wow, they're not around anymore? Is the Golden Corral still around? The only one around now is in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. There's a few in Pennsylvania, but that's the closest one. Wow. Everything else in New Jersey is gone. The Chocolate Fountain, right? You went over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was great. Oh, man. So so you did Thanksgiving. Was it crowded? It was pretty crowded, but I'll tell you what. We went pretty early. Mm-hmm. If you go to these places early, it's not too bad. But, you know, if you go around 5, 6 o'clock, you, you know, you're going to get swamped. Well, it depends on how many, you know, how big the party is, how many people in the family. I was saying, like, they should do, like, a sports bar. should do, like, a Thanksgiving spread for Giants Dallas at 4 o'clock. Be brilliant. Uh, yeah, that'd be a great idea. Yeah. But, you know, it's not, it's not sacrilegious at all. I mean, uh, I, years ago, I would never even think about it. But, you know, when, you, when you're when only down to a couple people in the family and, you know, why buy all that stuff and make that big mess for two people when you can just go out for a few bucks? You and, can do uh, it with the whole family. 
Yeah, you could do it, Ron. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I mean, there's no reason why you could make a reservation for eight, nine, ten people, whatever. I threw it on my social media, right? If you could go out for Thanksgiving dinner, what restaurant would you recommend? And I got, like, uh, Sandy's Cozy Corner in Lakehurst. I got, I got, uh, it's blasphemous. I would never do that. How dare you? You could, you know, how could you say such a thing? I wouldn't know who would recommend Thanksgiving. It's always a family dinner. And then I got, uh, the cat. Captain's Inn and Forked River. I got Lambertville Station. I got Cracker Barrel. And I'm thinking, you know what? Cracker Barrel, it's cheap and it's an American restaurant. And with the way things are going this way, I don't know, would you ever do it? 1 800 283 101.5. Is it really sacrilegious? Is it blasphemous to eat out at a restaurant on Thanksgiving dinner? Especially when it may actually be cheaper to eat at a restaurant on Thanksgiving dinner? 1 800 283-101.5. All Jersey, all the time. Thanks for all the laughs you bring so many people every day. New Jersey 101.5. XW Trenton, WKXW HD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking to you till 11 o'clock tonight, Steve Trevelis. Call Palmer from Emerson Lake and Palmer calling in in about an hour. And then uh, we got John D'Amour, well-known author from Union City, calling in at 1010, talking about his new book, Me and George, and his older book, Dead Fellows, and his older book, The Boss Always Sits in the Back, and uh, whatever else we can think of to talk about. Uh, but for now... Uh, we were talking about the idea. A uh, very, very nice lady called in, and I'm going to have all the information on nj1015.com. Uh, she's willing to give out free Thanksgiving dinners, this restaurant, this family. Uh, really, really nice people. And it's called the Pizza and Panini in Tom's River. And I'm going to get all the information for you, but if you make your reservations and you're a little down on your luck, one out of four people will not be able to afford Thanksgiving this year or will just skip it because it's gotten so expensive. It's actually cheaper to eat out than it is to host. And as someone who hosts, I'm wondering now, is this really such a bad thing? Have you ever eaten out on Thanksgiving? Would you do it? Because some people find this like sacrilegious. How dare you eat out on Thanksgiving? Some people say work on Thanksgiving. The restaurant should be closed. But there are people who say, you know what? If it's cheaper, the restaurants can open up and make money, right? Which is so desperately needed right now. Um... You don't have to go through the days of preparation. You don't have to go through getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning to get it all ready. And then they all come over, and they eat, and they sit around, and they eat, and they sit around, and they eat, and they sit around, and finally they go home. Restaurant, everybody gathers, go, nice, nice. They bring you the food. You take doggy bags home. You're done. What do you think? Abby is in Warren on New Jersey 101.5. Abby, thanks for waiting. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I agree with you 100%. If a family is going to be saving money, why not? Nobody should be judged or criticized. We all need to do what we can and we can manage. I know what it's like to, you know, have to change plans because of cost savings or because COVID changed people's lifestyle. I've also been fortunate enough to be able to host 30 people in my house for many years for Christmas and Thanksgiving. But there's a time and a place and when people can't do it, go out to dinner, enjoy it. You're benefiting yourself and you're helping another restaurant 
profit as well. Yeah, and you know what? 100%. You go and you have fun. Yeah, it, it is a beautiful yeah, it's thing. It's exhausting cooking for so many people and cleaning. We finish cleaning after and making doggy bags. I know. I, and you beg them to take it home. I know. And how many days? How many days? How many, how many months of frozen turkey in the freezer that you throw out? Oh, no, we're going to save this. And then a month later, toss that away. <laughs> And it takes weeks to organize it and put it together to make it all perfect. And then you're exhausted before and after. <laughs> and how about now it's actually cheaper to go to the restaurant? It yes. came out five days ago. It's actually cheaper to go to the restaurant than it is to go through all that aggravation at home. Abby, I think we're on to something. Absolutely. Now, where would you go? You. Where would you go? I would go to a local restaurant and patronize them, if whoever's opening at Thanksgiving. And I also know what it's like to serve food to others in need. In years past, I've done it with my child, and, and it's a beautiful thing as well. Oh, you're a beautiful thing, Abby. That's so nice. Oh, thank you. Right, kiddo. I'm sorry. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. You know, you know who would really be into this? I'm telling you, the voice of reason. Rich in Sayerville. Hey, how you doing? Where how you been? I come in here every night. Now, I haven't seen your name in a while. I don't want to say anything, but I was worried. Just working and we're, I'm, I'm cleaning the house, getting all this stuff ready for Thanksgiving. You see, you wouldn't um, have to do that if you go out for Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah I, well, I did it once. Yeah. I took my son and my wife. We went to a very nice place. But I got to tell you, right. you don't get seconds. You don't get thirds. The, 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 mm. the portions were small. You mm. know, and, and if you have family Interesting. that... You know, if you have family, and, and it's not like you're going to do everything on your own. We have family that everybody brings, you know, a certain dish or whatever. And, you know, so so it's not that bad. It's not that hard. I mean, yeah, the prep work can be a little, you know, pain in the neck. But after that, you get every, this, this, you know, you get to watch the game. You know, the games that are on, you just get to hang out, have some drinks. You know, yeah. you go out. You're not going to have all those drinks because you got to drive. You know, it's. I think it's just more of a social thing to be home. No, I, I get what you're saying. You know, in some cases, and if you it ain't would... doing nothing, I'll give you my address. You and the family stop by. <laughs> we wouldn't leave. <laughs> we would. It's been Giants Dallas at four o'clock, Rich. See, that's the thing. The, the detriment here is Giants Dallas at four o'clock. So uh, I'm not gonna be sitting in a restaurant fidgeting around, going, what "Time's a game. Come on, come on, let's go. Come on, get, get this out of here. Where's the dessert? I gotta go. Let's go." The waiter, can you? Can, where's the TV? Yeah. Or then, like, yeah, the the one course comes out, and then the waiter. Imagine like you have Thanksgiving at like Denny's, and you never see. Where's the waitress? Please, we're starving. I'm only kidding. Denny's would never do that. <laughs> Seriously. No, I, I, I see where you are. All right. All right. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Gino is in Marlboro on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Gino. Hey, Steve. What's going on? Not much, pal. How are you? Good, man. Um, so, yeah, we, we've been going out for the past couple of years doing a Thanksgiving at a local restaurant that we live near. Um, always a great meal. Um, now, where do you go? You know, my, you know, there's a place that's in Matawan. It's called MJ's. MJ's in Matawan? Yeah, in 34. They do a buffet style. They have all kinds of stuff, all great spread. And then what we do after that is we all get together, go back to my sister-in-law's house, and we have some dessert. And we still get together for fa as family, but without the mess of the, you know, the cooking and this and that, you know, just everybody brings a little dessert. 
Uh, See, that's interesting. You know, like somebody called earlier and said they did the Thanksgiving at the Golden Corral. And now you're saying you do the Thanksgiving, you know, at the buffet. Because Rich just called and said, well, you get small portions and you don't get seconds. If they did, like, if restaurants did, like, Thanksgiving buffets or even, like, big family style. You know, the family style where they bring it all, put it all on the table. Something like that could really make it work. Yeah, MJ, they did a great job for us the yeah. last couple of years. All right, I like that, Gino. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever gone out to dinner on Thanksgiving? It's actually been proven now. or well, not proven, but it's actually been deducted, deduced, <laughs> deduced that uh, it's actually cheaper to go out for Thanksgiving than to eat at home because the restaurant prices are rising slower than the grocery store prices. The bad news here is that the prices are rising. But then again, they're up 12% from last year at this time. Can you believe that? But would you ever consider going out on Thanksgiving? That means you forego, if you're hosting, you forego the days of preparation and the hours and the cleanup and all that. And if you just go, well, if you're going to go to Auntie M's house or Grandma's house, then you go to the restaurant. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Your thoughts. Are you ready to work with an agent who does more than put a sign in your yard? Robert Tukansky of Remax First Advantage will help you get your home sold fast and for the most money possible. Mike and Cynthia had a job offer that would take them out of the area, so they needed to sell their Roselle Park home quickly. With the help of Rob and his far-reaching marketing strategies, there were seven showings, multiple offers in just eight days, selling the home for $570,000, which is four. $45,000 over the list price. Robert Dukansky has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Rob's multi-million dollar marketing strategy and our experience negotiating attracts the best offer from those qualified buyers. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com. Or Google Rob sells NJ, and then you start packing. Here's fast traffic. 283-101.5. Steve Trevelyse. It's actually cheaper to eat out than it is to buy the food at home. Would you consider eating out on Thanksgiving? That's what we're talking about, eating out on Thanksgiving. The consumer price index, the grocery store prices rose at a higher rate than the restaurant prices, but that means you'd have to consider eating out. Would you do such a thing? And uh, if you do eat out on Thanksgiving, where do you go? Glenn is in Millstone on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Glenn. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you, pal? Not bad. So in the past, my wife has two brothers, two sisters. They have their families. I have two sisters, cousins. We've had as many as 40 people at our house. Two turkeys, a ham, a beef dish, all the fixings. The preparation. So this year is the first year we are going to go to the Forsgate Country Club. They have a buffet, pretty reasonably priced. So this is the first year we're going to give it a shot. I'm actually pretty excited about it because we don't have to deal with all the cleanup and the preparations and everything. So, you know, it's uh, we're going to see how it goes. You know what? I mean, when you see, that's the key. Because the thing about Thanksgiving is eating. 
You know, the thing about Thanksgiving is you don't want the small portions. You don't want to get like you go and they give you the plate of turkey. You want to go up. You want to keep going back. If you're going to do it, it has to be the buffet. And Forsgate is such a classy place with great food. That's a great choice. That is a great choice. Is it expensive? No, it's not bad at all. I, I want to say it was something around 40-something for adults, 20-something for the kids. I mean... A person? Well, you, A person, yeah. Oh, my God, that is cheap. They have open bar, you know. Uh, I mean, that's not included. No. But but you want to get your glass of wine, et cetera. So, you know, we're, we're excited. We're looking forward to it. And you've never done it before? Never done it before. This is the first year. We're going to come back to... I heard a, one of the earlier uh, callers... We're going to come back to our house for dessert and hang out, watch the game, and, and just relax. But, um, you know, it just seems like it's going to be a lot easier. Uh, you know what? I'm totally with you. I think it's a great idea. Let me know how it goes. Enjoy. We, I'm going to. All right. Thanks, Steve. You got it, pal. 1-800-283-101.5. Would you uh, or have you ever eaten out on Thanksgiving? Now, the other thing, too, is a lot of restaurants are closed on Thanksgiving. So how do you feel about that? Like, if you were in the restaurant business, would you consider opening on Thanksgiving uh, so that uh, you can make more money? 1-800-283-101.5. I mean, what's great about it is, like I said, you don't have the hassle. If it's going to be as, as expensive or cheaper to go out to eat, and you don't have to deal with uh, the preparation, buying the food, trying to figure out how many people are there, um, you know, the cleanup afterwards. It's not a bad idea. You know, on the other hand, you know, I mean, if you want to have the big family gathering and all that, then the idea, like people have been saying, you know, you go and eat your big meal and you have your dessert. You come home, you watch the game, you have dessert. You'd have to do that. Like I said, you would have to do that. Um you would want to have the would you want to have the dessert if you're going around the football game? You know, you'd want to have the dinner early. Then you'd want to have like uh, for the Detroit game, you know, twelve thirty, one o'clock. So you're home by four o'clock, and then at four o'clock you have a dessert. Or if you want to do your dinner at four o'clock, which seems more for families, right? It makes more sense that you'd go. You know, you you get there by four o'clock and you have the meal served, and then you watch the Dallas game. In this case, it's the Dallas New York Giant game. And then after that, you know, you have your dinner and then you go home and you have your dessert and, uh, you know, you watch it like that. But a place that has like a buffet, you know, with all kinds of appetizers and everything out there and it's actually cheaper than going home, you know, than being home. Would you do that or would you consider, have you ever done it before? Or, you know, is it more like it's tradition, we have to eat at home? Because a lot of times, you know, after a while. I grant that everybody brings their food, everybody brings, brings their dessert. We'll do that afterwards. Then you go to the house for a little while. But even that, you know, you go and you hang and you watch the game. 1-800-283-101.5. And uh, if you do this, give me some restaurants that you go to. You know, where's a good Thanksgiving restaurant? 1-800-283-101.5. Where's a good, you know, Thanksgiving restaurant that you've done before? Tried and true. Or is this whole is this whole thing sacrilegious? And you would never go out. You eat Thanksgiving at home. The way God planned it. The way it should be. 1-800-283-101.5. See, I don't know. Like I said, we host Thanksgiving every year. And... It gets so expensive. 
But even like, you know, it, it, given, given what it is, price-wise, if you could save money eating out, I'd give it some thought. I don't know if I'd do it. It would take, you know, it would take a lot to do it. And you'd have to get the restaurant that everybody agrees on. So you'd want to have that. You know, yeah, you want to get the restaurant that um, everybody was in, like, perfect location so that the whole family could drive there. But, hey, man, for 40 bucks a person, for 20 for the kids, it's not a bad idea. What would you do? And, again, no matter where you go, it must be mandatory that if they had advertised open for Thanksgiving and we serve macaroni, then that, that's, a, that's a no-brainer. You automatically go. Right? And not only that, but let's say, like, you know, you don't want to you don't want to order turkey for Thanksgiving. Well, not even a restaurant. You don't know what you want. Right? You go up to the buffet, you don't have to pick up the turkey. Pick up whatever you want. I would, If I were doing it, I would have, like, a turkey platter. I would have, like, a whole macaroni thing with the brajol and the meatballs and the sausage and all that. I would have a whole antipaste, you know, with all kinds of great appetizers. You give me, like, I don't know, 50 bucks a person, go knock yourself out. Restaurants would make a killing. And uh, some of them already do. All right, we got we got Rich in Sicklerville on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rich. Hey, it's Reese. Oh, Reese. Reese. I'm sorry. Hi, Reese. Nice. All good. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So what are you thinking? I was just listening. Uh, I think I think it's sacrificial. I think uh, I think it's a time of the year where everybody in the family just gets around and gathers and has a good old time all together. But why can't they do it at a restaurant? Well, um, I don't. I think you could. I'm not saying you couldn't. You know, because you are right. It does get really expensive. Right. Hundred percent. Um, but I think it's more like meaningful if you have it in the house because people can stay longer. It doesn't feel like rushed and stuff like that. They won't rush you. You'll spend the money in that place. They ain't going to rush you. But you know what else, too? Like, think about this, right? So, you know, where do you go for Thanksgiving, Reese? I go to my grandmother's. And your grandmother spends days preparing that meal. I mean, of course, your grandmother lives for that meal, so we don't take that away from her. But, you know, most people spend all that time. And then, you know what? If you go to the restaurant, everybody gets to take it easy. Everybody gets to go and get served instead of one person doing the serving and 19 people doing the eating, as is the case with your grandmother. All right, Reese, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. It's 8.30. Now the latest New Jersey news. Weather brought to you by Jersey Shore Car and Limousine Service. If you need a limo, go with the Shore Choice. Jersey Shore Car and Limousine Service in Bayville, New Jersey. From city tours, weddings, proms, winery tours, and more, make your next event unforgettable with their unmatched VIP treatment for any occasion. Visit JerseyShoreCarLimo.com. Steve Trevelis. I know, like, it's like blasphemous now to eat out on Thanksgiving at a restaurant. Would you do that? 1-800-283-101.5. Now, a lot of people, you know, have given up. You know, I cooked for years, and now I get about it. It's actually cheaper to eat out than it is to buy the ingredients and do it yourself. Ellen is in East Windsor on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Ellen. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Ellen? 
I'm doing great, and I just wanted to give a shout-out to Fernando's Grill in Heightstown. Uh, we've been going for a few years, except when he stopped during COVID, but now he's back again doing Thanksgiving buffet, and it is absolutely amazing. I used to cook for the family. I don't do it anymore. I don't have the hassle. You can always come home for dessert, and everybody can hang out and do whatever during dessert. But the dinner is just wonderful. Really? He turkey. He has ham. He has salmon. He has all the the fixings, the stuffing, everything. It's a buffet, and it's just endless. He slices the turkey while you're standing there. Really? Yes, and you can just come back for more. What about the antipasto? You got a little appetizers on it? Oh, there's there's everything. You name it, it's there. Really? Um, What's it cost? Some appetizers, some $33 a person. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. You pay extra if you want coffee or anything. And uh, it's BYOB, <sighs> so we bring wine. It's just... you got to be careful with the coffee. I, I went to a place the other night that I loved. The food was great. And they're like, you know, would you like coffee? And like, yeah, give me coffee. And they get a little white cup, right? Five bucks a cup. I'm like, we should have went to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Five no, no, bucks. no, their coffee. No, nothing against Fernando. I, you know what? I always wondered about I've seen it. I've never gone in. I always wondered about Fernando's, and I hear good things about it, and now more from you. How about the food, that? The food, is, the food is wonderful. You can't beat the prices, and the people are the family. It's all family working there, and they're wonderful. Really? Okay. That's a good idea. $33, and you get, like, and it's unlimited. You just go up and get as much as you want and come back. It's a wonderful buffet, but you, you get so stuffed, like, after, you know, one and a half trips. <laughs> then you don't want to go home to the family and have dessert. <laughs> you alone. I'm here. <laughs> Uh, I like that. Alan, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Alan's in New Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Alan. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Eagles are tied 7-7 in the first quarter. Yeah, how about that? It must have shocked the Eagles and their fans. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you know you're the commanders or the commies for short? <laughs> the commies, yeah. The commies, right. Anyway. The commies, yeah. <laughs> Somebody called them the Commodores one time. I don't know, but that's a, yeah. That they're easy a like a Sunday morning. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're easy like a Sunday morning. I like that. I use that. So, uh, so tell me, what, what do you what are you thinking? We used to have uh, Sunday um, Thanksgiving dinner at my uh, sister's house in Pennsylvania, and the uh, weekend before Thanksgiving, I used to bring my mother down there. And she spent days doing all the preparation. My sister couldn't cook at all, but she still can't cook, as far as I know. But um, one year after my mom had passed, we had uh, we went out to uh, Forest Gate Country Club for dinner because my sister decided she was going to make the turkey dinner, and she ruined the dinner by over-seasoning it with sage. And I don't know if you oh, know about sage. Oh, God. Oh, man, it was horrible. We couldn't drink enough liquids. It was horrible. So we said, you know, let's have <laughs> more, more liquor. There's too much sage. We got to dilute the sage. This is bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was a pretty fun day, and we had a good time, and we were a family together, and we didn't have to worry about the mess. And if you want leftovers, they'd give you doggy bags to take home or turkey bags, whatever. And uh, it was a great time. We had went back to the house. Yeah. My parents had a baby at that time. We went back to the house and we had dessert. She so went to Forsgate? Really You're the second person to come in with Forsgate this hour. Forsgate's good. Yeah, how about that? Huh? And how long did the dinner take? 
How long does it take for? Uh, no, I mean, like, like, how many hours do you spend in the place? Uh, probably two to three. Hey, man. Hey, man. You know, because that's the thing, too. Like, you know, you go and you eat. Then what do you want? You go. You want to go plop in the chair. You know, you don't want to sit in the wooden chair after you've eaten. That's okay. Now it's time to go. Uh, but well, that's I like what they that. say. Turkey makes you tired. Yeah, really. Of, uh, it's the tryptophan. Yeah, that's another thing about turkey. You don't even stay awake for dessert. Alan, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Uh, I, you know what? We kind of fell into this topic. We were talking about the bears, and somebody called, uh, talked about how they're going to be giving away Thanksgiving dinners, and I'm going to have the information on the website for you. And then we started talking about the idea that the consumer price index, dinner is actually cheaper this year for Thanksgiving if you go out than if you stay home because the price of the groceries are rising faster than the price of the prepared restaurant meal. So kind of gets me thinking, Lincoln, if you had the choice. Now, if, if you are the person who stays home and prepares the meal, you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's always great. When I was a kid growing up, grandma cooked everything, and God forbid grandma didn't cook anything, she would beat you. She cooks the meal, and that's it. And you didn't, you loved that because grandma was the greatest cook on earth. But, uh, you know, the old Italian women, they got insulted if they didn't get to cook. The newer Italian women, they could... <laughs> Like my mother could have lived without cooking. Uh, now, my house, we host. And my wife, you know, at days preparing the meal, gets up at 6 o'clock in the morning on Thanksgiving to put the meal in. Uh, everybody's coming, clean the house, get everything ready, move the table. Did you do this? Did you do that? Uh, kids are running. Or, or we get in the car. You drive to the restaurant. Uh, Fernando, $33. Here you go, Fernando. Can you hear the food, Fernando? It's the $33. I'm going to eat like a slob. And we're all happy. And, and we all enjoy the weekend for a change. The very long Thanksgiving weekend. Would you do that? Or are you dead set against it? Earl, they call. Hold on. I'm going to give Earl more time. I'm going to take a quick break. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, I called East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. We're needing new windows for my home. For over 40 years, they have been providing the best customer service in New Jersey. Based on my own experience, I would gladly recommend you call East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows for your exterior home renovation at 908-381-0066. On top of their outstanding customer service, you can currently nominate a deserving family from your community in need of a new roof in their 14th annual roof giveaway at eastcoastroofing.com slash root giveaway from my heart i highly recommend these people you can listen on giving make it a thanksgiving with new jersey 101.5 you get a free hundred dollar wigman's gift card for this year's holiday feast this is the last week to listen at 9 a.m 2 p.m and 5 p.m for our secret code word enter it on our app to win a free $100 Wegmans gift card. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsors, Edison Nissan on Route 1 in Edison, Wegmans Food Market. Stop by your local store or order at Wegmans.com. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving from New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Would you ever entertain the notion of eating out on Thanksgiving? Uh, it, was actually, it could actually be cheaper thanks to the consumer price index because the rise of the grocery store prices are faster, higher than the rise of the restaurant prices. Earl is in Bucks County on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Earl. 
How you doing, Steve Arena? Good, pal. How are you? Enjoying the show. The Eagles just scored again. Oh, all right. Keep me posted. Keep me posted. Listening to you on the radio. Yeah, well, you know what? They Because anytime you play the Eagles, oh, you throw a long pass. Oh, pass interference. The Eagles throw a long pass. They have to worry about completing it. Oh, pass interference. Every friggin' break that team gets. Go ahead. But any, anyway, we have a neighborhood market up here. <laughs> yes. And what you do is uh, you call up about four or five days ahead of time. Right. And you order a turkey. It's uh, they do a deal like if to feed six to eight, you know, eight to twelve, whatever. And they give you two or three sides. They give you a stuffing. Right. They give you cranberry sauce. And uh, it, last year, I think last year it ran us about a. We had one that fed ten to twelve people. I think it ran us about a buck sixty. Oh, that ain't bad. That ain't you bad. Bring it home. You bring it home. It's all cooked. You put it in the oven for about an hour and. 15 minutes, like at uh, 200, 250, you heat, you heat it up. And, you know, somebody else, you know, my one sister makes a side. My other daughter, she makes a side, yeah, you know. But that's not bad at all. No, no, that's not bad. But then again, you still got everybody coming to you. And they give you a pie, too. But then they give you a pie, too? Oh, well, I don't know. That's a different. Yeah, you know what I mean? Pumpkin pie? Chips. Does anybody still make mince pie? Yeah, yeah, I'm up, I'm up in the... I'm up in Richboro. There's two farms up here. Oh, they make the mince There's the Solly Brothers and there's the Tanners. And they make, yeah, they make a sweet tater pie. Wow. They make, they make a mince, they make a mince pie. What's oh, they in make a, their pies inside the place. What's in a mince pie? I don't know. I don't know either. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the head cheese of desserts. I don't know what yeah, the hell yeah. it is. Yeah, I like sweet, I like sweet tater pie. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah, I like that yeah, too. I like it. Yeah, but that's what we do. We go to, we go to the market mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's it. You can't beat it. Now, I don't know what it's going to be this year. Maybe More expensive. It'll go up 20 bucks. But we're talking about, you know, 12 people. Yeah, but it's still worth it. Earl, thanks for the call. Kathy's in Old Bridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kathy. Hi, how are you, Steve? I'm good, Kathy. How are you? Good. I have been doing Thanksgiving at my house for 20-something years, and I will never, ever change it. The family would shoot me. Are you serious? But wait a minute. Wait a minute. So so you want to do the Thanksgiving? I want to do it. Uh Uh-huh. I get, like, 40 people over. Right. 40, 45 people. We got two turkeys, all the the kids like the legs. We get all extra legs for the kids. This one brings the sweet potatoes, the sweet potatoes with marshmallows. I make the cranberries. Everybody brings a dish. We all experiment with new recipes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know what? Paper plates. We got what? paper plates. My father-in-law started years ago. I put out two paper plates for everybody, one underneath each other. Right. We take the top plate. You do the pa- you do paper plates on things. You can't do paper oh, plates on Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. Come on, how can you do paper plates on Thanksgiving? Oh my God. I have forty-five dishes. I'm sorry. I'm not doing dishes. Why not? I use paper plates. Oh, paper plates. You take the top one off and you're ready for dessert. Do you have macaroni on the table? Do you have macaroni on the table? Hello? No. You got mashed potatoes, you got sweet potatoes. You don't have macaroni on the table. No. And you using paper plates? What the hell kind of a Thanksgiving is that? What are you, what are you giving thanks? 
for no macaroni on a Thanksgiving table and paper what plates? Oh my what god. Oh my god. I've been doing this for twenty six years. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Uh huh. You got the folding tables and the folding tables yeah. no macaroni and paper no plates. Macaroni. Right. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. And we get all, uh, I mean, Aunt Martha. Do, do you pull up and tell the jack-in-the-box what you want for dinner when they show up or what? No, no. It's all homemade. Nothing's ordered. Well, Nothing all right. is ordered. All right. Everything well, is homemade. Well, you have a happy Thanksgiving. If I ever changed this, I would be like a mutiny. Everybody would <laughs> That's because you're oh, such yeah. yeah, but that's because you're a great cook. You know, you want you want to hold oh. on to that. You are the best. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's so easy. You go to a restaurant, everybody's going to the bathroom watching the football game. Well, that's what the restaurants are for. Heading out tonight? Take us with you. Fast traffic, instant weather, Jersey news, and Jersey views. It's all here. Weeknights on New Jersey 101.5. WKXW Trenton, WKXW HD. It's all right. 1 800 283 101.5. Steve Trevely scanning you through the night. Hanging out till 11 o'clock, talking all things Jersey. Because that's what we do here in New Jersey 101.5. Go to nj1015.com and check out my blogs. I took all of, uh, of David Portnoy's pizza reviews and I listed the top 20. Because the way it's working out right now, uh, it's very, very expensive to have Thanksgiving dinner. The prices have gone up. And a lot of people are deciding that uh, maybe they want to try pizza for Thanksgiving. I even found a guy, uh, uh, Big Boys in Marlboro, who creates a Thanksgiving pizza. So uh, it's all the information is on nj1015.com, as well as uh, some other great articles that you're going to want to check out. Now, we've got John D'Amour, the author, coming in at 10 o'clock. He's going to call in. He's got a couple of books. Uh, the new one is uh, George and Me. Then there's also The Boss Always Sits in the Back. And then there's also uh, Dead Fellas, which could be called Mob Zombies, but I'll hit him with that later. Carl Palmer is going to be calling in any second. Now, uh let me tell you what's going on with this. This is an incredible idea that uh, we're going to talk about because, uh, you know, Carl Palmer, a surviving member of Emerson, Lake and Palmer, surviving member of Asia. And if you've seen the uh, Paul McCartney tour, when he does, I've got a feeling. Imagine this. You don't know what's going on, and he's doing I Got a Feeling from the Let It Be album. And then there's the John Lennon part. You know, everybody had a hot head. Everybody had a good time. And it's usually a band member. But this time when Paul did it, up on the screen, when it comes time for the Lennon piece, there's John Lennon from the Get Back movie, from Peter Jackson's Get Back. And it was the... uh, you know, the digital uh, let it be. And it was amazing that he was able to do this. And uh, Carl Palmer's found a way to recreate this. Now, they've been called the Godfathers of Progressive Rock with nearly 50 million records sold. As Emerson, Lake, and Palmer once sang, Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. And legendary drummer Carl Palmer is going to make that happen. Tuesday night, November 22nd, 
at the Shea Center in Wayne. And he joins me now. Carl, what an honor it is to speak with you. How are you? Thanks for coming on. Hey, you're more than welcome, Steve. Yeah, everything's fine. I've just arrived at the uh, the first concert we're going to play. We don't play until Friday, but I'm at the uh, 2300 Arena here in Philadelphia, uh, which is a place I held my prog rock camp way back in, what was it, 2019. So the crew's bringing all the stuff in now. Very, very pleased with everything that's uh, gone on. I'll give you a quick uh, insight, Steve, to how this all started. Please. We were, thinking of, we were thinking of doing a hologram, and I went through all the hologram sort of routines. I went into Canada, met up with a company. I did the LA route, as we all do. Right. And met a couple of companies over there. Uh, and didn't sort of work out for me. A bit spooky, you know, because basically it's an actor you get, you know, to come in. He's got the same kind of profile looking, you know, shape as Emerson or Lake. And then you stick Lake's face on one and Emerson's on the other and you do it. And I thought, hang on a minute, don't like that. I just saw the Whitney Houston hologram. Yeah, pretty good. I saw the John Ronnie James Deer. Yeah, okay, you know, it didn't quite row my boat. So right. before I made a decision on dropping the whole idea, I went to see a Frank Zappa concert at the London Palladium in London, and that was, yeah, it wasn't for me. So I realised that we had to do something different, and the only way we could do it is if I could find some live, live footage. And do you know something? I, I completely forgot all about this. But in the mid-'90s, we uh, recorded two nights at the Royal Albert Hall in the centre of London, which is one of our most famous venues, holds about 5,000. And we recorded both nights. It was right. a five-camera shoot. And we had, uh, we had a proper mobile recording unit. So everything was recorded individually, which meant we could, you know, we, we could doctor up the mistakes and things. Wow. So, Cut a long story short, what right. happened here was it got done and it got released on a DVD. Emerson, Lake and Palmer, right, live at the Royal Albert Hall. Right. Well, it got released on Sanctuary. Sanctuary released it and then Sanctuary were bought out by Universal. So it kind of got lost in the wash. So when I say lost in the wash, I looked it up the other day. We'd, I think we sold about 12,000 copies on the global level, which we were really disappointed with. But like now... I'm very happy with because that particular footage uh, I've now taken, I've spent nine weeks or whatever editing to see how much I can get because I basically I've got to keep taking myself out of the out of the video as it were. Right. So I just have the main people, Greg and Keith, because I'm going to be live on stage right. in situ playing, and they'll project me onto a, another screen. Anyway, it was a bit emotional that first week, but I got it done. Uh, Got it sorted out after about nine weeks, and I've ended up with um, six or seven sort of like, well, was it seven or eight? I can't remember exactly. Pieces of me playing along with them. So what I'm using is Greg, Greg Lake and Keith Emerson at their very best, playing their best. It was approved by the band, so I know that this is something that they would absolutely love. Because this is this is the most honest way, you know, because this is them. You know, yeah. so, uh, that's what we've got. That's how the show's made up. I've got my band also here with me. Uh, Paul Bielatovich on lead guitar. Simon Fitzpatrick on the Chapman stick. And we'll be playing pieces like Tarkas from the LP's catalogue. You know, Carmina Barana, Hoedown from the Rodeo Suite, written by Copeland and all that. But the Emerson, Lake and Palmer tracks, I've got things like Lucky Man and From the Beginning. Wow. Welcome back, my friend. So it's going to be, it's about an hour, 45 minute show. So all in all, I'm like, this is the best way 
to have done it. I've involved both families, by the way. Just want you to know that, and everyone right. out there. The Emersons are totally behind it, Aaron Emerson. Keith's eldest son, totally behind the project. Yeah, Carl, do it. Um, they're not coming over to see this uh, particular tour. It's only 10 days. Because right. there's no real plans to go on and do any more. I just want to do this, first of all. Um, Regina Lake, very, very happy. Uh, and I know, I know that Greg and Keith will be just over the moon, you know, with this. Because, I mean, they approved the DVD and it got released anyway. Uh-huh. We... we you know, we certified it as a band and said, yes, that's going out. So what I'm using is material that they they went for, uh, and it's there. It's the real deal. It's not a hologram. So this is kind of a bit of history in the making because, I mean, this is like six, seven songs I'm playing with them. We're playing as a band, and it's only me really there. The others are yeah. on the film, but... The footage is fantastic. I mean, McCartney just did something like this, right, with Lennon at the back of the stage and right. Paul sang some uh, harmonies and stuff. So that was pretty cool. So I think this is, the, this is the way our music business might be going. But anyway, I'm putting my foot on the gas here, and I'm, I'm going to try and drive this home, and uh, we'll see what happens in the future. But right now, we've just got these 10 concerts prior to Christmas, prior to the holidays, and we'll take it from there. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it, to be honest. I saw the YouTube, and it is fascinating. It's amazing because you got the two screens, you know, with uh, Keith and Greg on it, and you got the uh, ELP Legacy Band, and you've got you. And uh, you said it was emotional. Uh, it had to be. I mean, you know, elaborate on that. What did it feel like, you know, having them with you, even though they're not? Well, listen, I mean, to be honest, there's actually three screens. They're like 12 by 9 each side of the stage. And then there's one downstage right. in the center, which is like 16 by 9. So Keith and Greg will be at the front. I'll be projected onto that back screen, even though I'll be there in situ playing away. Uh, so, I mean, all, all in all, it will be quite an, an experience, like a 3D experience, because we'll all be there playing together. And you'll be able to see us, all three of us, on screens. Um, so, yeah, I mean... The emotional part was the first week, mm-hmm. having to go through it and edit myself out and get the best footage. Once I take me out, what's going to replace that section in the music? You've got to find, you've got to find some more footage of Keith or more footage of Greg. So that, it was time-consuming more than anything. But the first week, just going through that particular show, because we were there for two nights filming and recording at the Royal uh, Albert Hall. So it, it was a great venue to, to film and record in, but it was, it was two nights worth of, uh, of, how can I put it, of music and, and film that I had to go through. And because everything was recorded separately, uh-huh. it means that the sound is really good. Look, it's not IMAX standard. It was a VHS, you know. It was the mid-90s. Right. It's not IMAX, but I'll tell but you what. But still, it's you three. Really, yeah, the standard is high, but most importantly, uh-huh. most importantly, the audio is absolutely superlative. It's fantastic. Oh, beautiful. It really is super. Excellent. Carl, before I let you go, your thoughts, of course, you, the last surviving member of Asia as well, your thoughts on John Wetton. Um, John Wetton and I were, you know, you know, a lot of people have, like, friends or acquaintances. John Wetton was actually a real, a real friend in the music business to me. He was a big ELP fan, used to come to an awful uh, lot of concerts and things. I tried to help him a, a, an awful lot with his uh, alcoholic 
massive problem that he had, which he overcame himself. But John stayed at my house many times before tours, you know, just so I could keep an eye on him, help him. And But at the end of the day, he helped himself. The last sort of 13 years of his life, he was absolutely, you know, dry, and he was singing better than he'd ever sang. Mm. So I've always had a lot of admiration for John. Great, A great uh, top-line writer. And what I mean by top-line writer, a great melody writer. He would always have loads of melodic, I mean, really strong melodic ideas. So, um, you know, I, I like John a lot. He was a bit of a prima donna, I'll be honest with you, but <laughs> that was to do with the alcohol. Inside, he was a, he was a great man, a great man. Uh, Carl Palmer, so many people love and admire you. The return of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer to the Shea Center in Wayne, Tuesday, November 22nd. For tickets, they're on nj1015.com. We'll give you all the information. This is unlike any show you have ever seen before. Thank you so much for giving me a few minutes, Carl. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're more than welcome, and thanks for the interview. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. You got it. 1-800-283-101.5. Here's New Jersey, 101.5 Fast Traffic. Weather brought to you by Edison Nissan. Check out the huge selection of new and used vehicles at Edison Nissan, Route 1 in Edison. With plenty of Nissans in stock, they always make buying fun and easy. Visit them online at edisonnissan.com for more details. Steve Trevelisse. Ryan Bissell, my producer, is in here. What's going on? How are you going on, man? I'm doing pretty good. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. That's incredible. Now, you're familiar with Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Um, I'm familiar with them by name and notoriety. If you yeah. ask me to name like their top three songs, I could not name any. Well, there was one. Did you ever hear? Ooh, what a lucky man he was. You never heard that? Stick to your day job. Okay, right. No, uh, uh, all right, all right. <laughs> I, I know. I'm never going to sing it. Now, but, but here's the thing. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, what they call progressive rock, prog rock. Mm -hmm. So Carnival Nine was a big Emerson, Lake, and Palmer song. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. That was Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. i got to take notes right now. Um, Greg Lake, Lucky Man, was a big Emerson, Lake, and Palmer song. Father Christmas, I think. I believe in Father Christmas was Greg Lake. I interviewed Greg Lake about, he died, I think, in 2016. Both yeah. Keith Emerson and Greg Lake died. I interviewed Lake, I think, in 2015. He was doing a show in Keswick in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And uh, really good guy. Um, but uh, what they're doing here, the way he explained it, and I've seen the video, basically it's something like Paul McCartney had done with the, uh, I was explaining earlier, if you saw the Get Back on Disney Channel, The Beatles, The Making of Let It Be, mm -hmm. uh, Peter Jackson called Paul McCartney before he went on tour and said, if you want, I can lift John's guitar and vocals and image and give it to you so that when Paul does the I've Got a Feeling from Let It Be and there's a part where Lennon comes in and harmonizes with, and sings with him, not harmonizes, sings with him. He takes a couple of verses. So he got 80-year-old Paul McCartney on stage, and usually another bandmate would take the verses. But this time, the screen behind him, all of a sudden John Lennon flashes on the screen and sings. And people. the first time it happened, people were choking up in the audience. Imagine that. How could you It's not? surreal. And there he is. So now this idea and what Lake has done is he's done it with the two of them now. So, as he was saying, you know, I've seen hologram shows. Have you ever seen a hologram show? I have not. Not a single I one. I saw Buddy Holly and Roy Orbison hologram show. Wow. And what they did, 
uh, the way he described it is right. What they did, they put a band on the left, they put the singers on the right, and the Buddy Holly hologram pops up. Or the Roy Orbison hologram pops up. And what they do is they find the guy, same dimensions, height, weight as them, and they teach them the moves of how they would do the show. And then they put Buddy Holly's face, Roy Orbison's face on them. So you're basically watching a beam of light play to a full band and backup singers. And, you know, it ends with, thank you. And you see the guy just mechanically <laughs> turn. But it's kind of weird. I mean, I like the Buddy Holly part because I never saw Buddy Holly. You know, Buddy Holly died at 22. Yeah. So you really didn't get to see the concerts. Mm. They, didn't, they weren't filming the Buddy Holly shows. Very, very limited appearances. Yeah. Orbison died in 88. So there were footage of Roy Orbison shows out there. Yeah. So it was easier for them to do that. But the idea, like he was saying, of doing the image... You know, of doing the holograms with the two of them was one thing. The other idea uh, was to just do this. So, you know, I guess, well, I guess what I want to ask, I mean, the idea of 1-800-283-101.5, how do you feel about the idea of going, you know, of classic rockers preserving, you know, basically singing along with their dead members hmm. or the hologram shows? Or training their own tribute band. I love the idea of training their own tribute bands. That's what I was going to say. But what do you do? to keep the music alive. Did you hear the Carl Palmer interview? I heard pieces of it, yeah. What did you think of what he's talking about? Basically, he's got a show mm -hmm. where he's going to play along. They found a concert that they did in the 90s at the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. And it only sold 12,000 copies. But they got the footage. And what he's doing is he's taking that out on the road, and he's going to play the drama. Those two are on videos, mm -hmm. and he's on a video, and he's got a little ELP legacy band with him. Mm -hmm. And they are reproducing that show, and he is uh, playing along with Keith Emerson and Greg Lake. With the, uh, with the holograms? No, not the holograms, oh, no. the video images. Oh, the video images. In other words, what they did was they took that Albert Hall show, mm -hmm. and at that show, they were all isolated on video. Wow. This was similar to what, have you ever seen the Paul McCartney-John Lennon duet, I've Got a Feeling? Yes, I have. All right, this is similar to that, because Peter Jackson had called Paul McCartney and said, listen, if you want... I can give you, I can isolate Lennon's video, his, you know, his image and his vocals and his guitar. Wow. And that's how Paul was able to do that. So this is what Carl Palmer is doing mm -hmm. with Keith Emerson and Greg Lake. And he, it was that or a hologram show. And he decided, he tried that, he looked at the holograms, he'd rather go this route. But what do you think? Yeah, that sounds better to me than the holograms. I, you know, I, it's a nice novelty. But I don't know if I would want to, you know, pay full price to see a hologram. Yeah, but but what do you think of the idea? I mean, can you see more bands doing this? Is this like, it's kind of eerie to go yeah. and look at these guys yeah. playing, like, you know, you got live rockers playing with their, you know, rocker, their bandmates who passed away. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird because a lot of that is preserved. You can go to YouTube and see past concerts and, you know, don't necessarily need a hologram. And you're locked into it. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're playing, you have to play. You, you can't improvise. You guys right, stay tight right. to what they were doing. Yeah. It'd be weird. That's 930.
Now the latest New Jersey 1.5. Weather brought to you by CKO Kickboxing. It's you versus the bag at CKO Kickboxing in Freehold. Their class is only 30 minutes in length. CKO is the perfect workout for men and women of all fitness levels. CKO also offers kit classes, birthday parties, team building, and so much more. For more information, visit CKOFreehold.com. All right, Steve Trevelis. Ryan Bissell is in the room with me. What's going on? Yeah, you are. <laughs> so, Carl Palmer called in earlier. He's doing this show at the Wayne Center up in Patterson, William Patterson College, Shea Center, I'm sorry, in Wayne. And um, it's basically an Emerson, Lake, and Palmer show. And it's Carl the last surviving member of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, the last surviving member of Asia. And he's doing a, a show where he found a couple of shows they did at the Royal Albert Hall in the 90s. And he's putting Keith and Greg on video screens. He's on another video screen, and he's got a band with him, and they're going to reproduce this Albert Hall show. And it's, I mean, it could be groundbreaking, it could be, because Paul McCartney did the same thing mm-hmm. when he sang with John Lennon on I've Got a Feeling. And I'm wondering, you know, one 800 how you feel about this idea. And uh, would you go see something like this? Would you be into something like this? Would you like to see more of these? And if so, <clears throat> who would you like to see? It's not going to be an easy thing to do. Because the band, you can only have, there are only so many of these shows available. Yeah. Like, uh... Peter Jackson had all that Let It Be footage. So he actually had John Lennon on a rooftop harmonizing with Paul, singing I've Got a Feeling. So he was able to isolate his voice and image. Now, I'm not sure, now I'm thinking about it, I'm not sure if he got the guitar as well, because if he did, then Paul's own band, you know, you know, if Lennon's playing his guitar, mm-hmm. then they've got to sync the band up to his guitar. I'm not in band. I don't know how that works. That's you not- can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the idea that half the band is alive, <laughs> or you know what I mean, or part of the band is alive, singing to the part of the band that's dead. Not and to be confused with the zombies. Not to be confused. Really, really. Which, you know what? It would be great if like, there was a band in the 60s called The Zombies. Yeah, it, if Rod only there was. If only there was there a band was. in the 90s in the 60s called the Zombies. There was a they did a they did a, they had a couple of she's not there. Uh was one. Tell her no was one. Yeah. Uh time of the season was one. So imagine like if the this is something the zombies could do. Like Rod Argent if he's alive <laughs> sings the zombies. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. But I'm interested to know 1-800-283-101.5. Would this be something now you want to preserve classic rock? Mm. Because it, I'm really finding out now. I, I listened to the interview that Bruce did with Howard Stern, and basically he's talking to me. He said, you know, he made a good point. He said, if it was a golden age, and you never think of it when you live through it as a golden age. You think of it as it's always going to be like this. Yeah. You know, I'll bet you like when Sinatra was coming up and that whole swing era with Dean Martin and Bobby Darin, you know, it was always going to be like this, you know, the, and music changes. But I, you know, when I heard rock and roll is here to stay, I believed it. But now it's looking like rock and roll may not be here to stay. Rock and roll is giving way to rap. Or or not so much giving way to rap, but maybe younger people. Like, are, are you more into rap or are you more in 22, right? Yeah, I'm 24. <clears throat> 24. Are I, you more into rap or are you more into rock? So, so 
I wouldn't say rap has really like so as like the popular genre of music. I would argue that like rap has definitely ta- taken it over. But in terms of like what I listen to like daily, I listen to like a lot of rock music, um, indie music, independent music is right. such a huge genre now because of how easy it is for people to make music at home. Now, when you say indie music, are you like what format is 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 it indie music? Are they rock indies? You know, yeah. Or is it more like you know, what kind of music? Uh, it's a lot of. I listen to a lot of uh, a lot of indie rock actually, um, okay. and people are getting really creative with it. You know, it's not so much anymore. You know, you have your standard guitar, bass, drums, and you know maybe the singer has a guitar, maybe he doesn't. Um, you know, one of my favorite groups, actually, a band from New Jersey, the Happy Fits. They have a cello. You know, groups are experimenting with you know synthesizers, electronic. Well, that music. was always out, though. Yeah, they were they were always out, and those instruments the 70s were always there. Did a lot but, of that. Yeah, they, those things were always there, but you know, now just with the you know the uh, kind of the the real, I guess, golden age, like you were saying, of electronic music. You know that we're kind of living in here. People are able to layer themselves with their with themselves to create these tracks with these you know beautiful deep you know instrumentations. Whereas at a time like with Emerson, Lake and Palmer, or you know with Queen or something or Chicago, where you have you know the horn section and the guitars and stuff like those all had to be recorded you know separately or like as a group or you know the wall of sound. Um, so these can spectrum. be done with iPhones. Yeah, these can so be done easier, with like so. iPhones or something like that. And people are you know out there doing it. And if it sounds like garbage, they'll like put a filter over it, and now it's the intended effect. Ah, uh, you know? well, that's kind of like well, yeah. I mean, the Beatles just released a box set of Revolver. Yeah. Which is 50 years old, right? 66. So yeah. do the math, 55, what a 56. But anyway, yeah. there was a song on there called Tomorrow Never Knows. And what they did to get the effects of tomorrow, which sounds like birds, it was a whole series of, they all were told to bring in little bags of tape. And they spliced all the tape together. And they ran this long loop on a tape deck backwards. And that's how they get that noise. That's so cool. And Ringo... You know, I don't if we have it here, I don't know, we probably don't. But uh you know, if you, you hear the way Ringo plays it and it's just like I haven't even touched that. So <laughs> I just you know what? Sometimes he just lights up and goes tilt. I ain't touching it. All right. But you know, there's and he plays the drums. Yeah. And then you hear this all this backwards tape and then Lennon starts singing. And it was all done in one chord. And it's called Tomorrow Never Knows. It's an amazing track. But yeah, yeah, but that's the kind of creativity. They do all that work and they're running the tape on pencils and stuff like that to get it done. Today it can be done on the iPhone. Yeah, I will will say though, last thing, um, because artists now, there's so many of them, it's not hard to find an artist with tracks I like. With Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, people had bands they loved. There are very few artists now that I would want to go see as a hologram, you know, as your and yeah, your age, who are like people that I looked up to as a kid, just because I'm not as attached to them. You know, I didn't, they weren't the band. That's, you know? that's a great point. Wherever the road takes you. Z101.5 presents our town hall made in New Jersey this Thursday night at 7. Join news anchor Eric Scott, Garden State manufacturers and business experts. We'll highlight local companies, examine statewide challenges, and offer working solutions too. The New Jersey 101.5 Town Hall made in New Jersey this Thursday night at 7. Watch it on nj1015.com or listen on your radio or our free app. All right, Steve Trevelisse hanging out with you. John D'Amour, he's an author, he's a musician. 
He uh, was a gambler. He's got a story to tell. He's got many stories to tell. He's going to be doing it at the uh, CYN Library on Saturday. A couple of readings from his famous books. Uh, George and me. And the boss always sits in the back. He's coming on in about uh, 15 minutes. But for right now, we're talking about this idea. And I just showed I just showed Ryan Bissell, my young producer, the video of Keith Emerson strapping himself into a piano and playing while the piano spins around and around and up and down. And did you ever see anything like that? I, not that specifically, but there is an as artist. it's twirling like you're on a ride. Yeah, it's almost like he's on like a, the zipper and he's playing <laughs> through the whole thing. I don't, my big question is like, how is he strapped down? Like, is the chair attached to the like piano? Is this like is, would have made for a hell of a finish if it wasn't? <laughs> but you can only do it once. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, there there's one thing. There's an artist uh, that covered him. I can't. Oh, his name is currently escaping me. He was the drummer for Blink 182, I think. Okay. Um, he copied that. He put his drum kit inside of a cage. And, and, then, and played it like that? Yeah, and then they had it like spin while he was playing wow. all, like, all sorts of directions. See, you made a good point earlier, though. Like You said that like you know, you're not as attached to your bands as we were to ours. Yeah. And that's a, I, I think part of that, and why do you think that is? Um, I just, you know, uh, I think because the, of the proliferation, I guess, of, of music, uh, the so much wide, you know, variety of it, um, I, I find myself like, oh, I like these two songs by this band, or like that song by this band. Like, you know, it's not like anymore where, you know, like Deadheads, where they'd follow, you know, the Grateful Dead everywhere they went. You know, no one really does that People anymore. People still do. For, people still follow the Grateful Dead, and they've been doing it for, you know, 30 Some of them are dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, the zombie um, tour. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, you know, Bruce, you know, the, well... What happens with the classic rockers is that the children get turned on. That's why the Beatles, after all these years, continue to live. Because the parents pass it, the grandparents pass it on to the parents, pass it on to the kids. And it's very, early Beatle music is very easy to, to, to latch on to. Oh, easy. Uh, but the, you know, but like, if, do you think that social media... Or because I think it's kind of like what I mean by social media, just the fact that you've got so much information coming at you today that like when those bands were out, you know, you waited for the next album and the next album was a big deal. And the next album came with liner notes and the radio stations fought. And I was involved in that over who would play the album first and record guys would get into an elevator and synchronize their watches and call each other on paper at 730. We're each going up now and they take their elevator one to WMMR one to WYSP and God forbid one guy got the record before the other guy. And there were stories about that. They go, I could tell you about for hours, but. But, there was, but that was it, and you waited for the artist, and it was like an interview. Whereas today, and you strapped in, and you listened to the, to the new Pink Floyd album, and you didn't, while you listened, you may have gotten high, but you weren't looking at your phone, you weren't texting, you weren't on social media, you weren't checking your Instagram, you were just listening. Well, and today, it's not like that. Well, I will say, uh, to do it with, with social media, at the time... You know, if you wanted to see what your favorite band looked like or something, or wanted to see what they sounded like live, not just on the recording, you had to go see them. You, you had know, to get the there album. There was no other way. Now with social media or, you know, hearing them live, you could just go online and find it. There's no need to be, care that much about a band because you can get your fill of that person or, you know, that group. There's another good point. In just like, you know, a few minutes. And so when you see artists all the time, you know, 
you get tired of them. But it, when you when it's like a special thing to see them or a special thing to you know get a glimpse of their life, then that person or that group becomes so much more special. And that's the difference between your generation and my generation. For us, when the band would come to town, it's a big thing. But now, with YouTube and social media, the band is always in town. Yeah. So it's not that big a thing. You know what? You make a good point. Thank you. I'm glad I brought you in. Time. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back with John DeLore. New Jersey 101.5 has weather information just for you and your part of the Garden State. Online and on our app, you can check current conditions, watch radar, set up weather alerts to be sent to your phone, and know what's coming up in our five-day forecast. The latest technology combined with Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero's forecasts let you plan your day, plan your week, and stay safe. NJ1015.com slash weather. Visit us online or on our free app today. There we are, Monday night in beautiful New Jersey, Steve Trevelis. So as you all know, I'm from Union City, and Gail Maroney's from Union City, and Gail Maroney's constantly finding Union City people for me, and she has turned up John D'Amour, a Union City native who started life as a professional musician. At 22, he found himself involved in a Vegas scam that changed the gambling laws in America. Then he became a corporate executive. Then he moved to Hollywood to become a script doctor and best-selling author, and he's released his sixth book, Me and George, on February. February 22nd, 2022, which happens to be George Washington's birthday, and he joins me now. Did I read that right or what? You did a great job on that. I, I can't believe how many people we know. I, I cannot, but talking to you, the Union City Common Denominator, do you, do you know this one yet? Do you know that one yet? Do you know this one? How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Thank you very much, and, and of course, thank you for having me on the show. Oh, you're kidding? It's a pleasure. Now, now, uh, here's what I got. Now, now the the first, with the book, of course, the boss always sits in the back. We'll get to that. You're going to do a reading at the uh, Seawaring Public Library, uh, November 19th, which is this Saturday, and also uh, me and George. At one o'clock in the yeah, one o'clock in the afternoon. One o'clock. Uh, very important. Yeah. You'll be like the priest, a reading from the book of the boss always sits in the back to the Corinthians. <laughs> and ye shall not mess with these people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ye be smitten. Their, uh, yeah, or suffer their wrath. Uh, I gotta ask you about me and George, because my first uh, well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, my my first question. So the the premise of the book is a sci-fi writer coming back from a cross-country trip is driving through Philadelphia through an electrical storm, and a lightning bolt strikes his car, and he finds George Washington in the back seat, and Washington has questions about what's going on in the world today. Something like that. There you go. That's a, that's it. You pretty much gave the entire. Uh primary plot of the book away, I guess nobody will buy it now. No, I mean, well, you, this is what you're <laughs> see, but, but, but you see, I have questions about this, though, right? No, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I didn't give away the ending, did great I? Premise. Right. It's a great, no, it's a, oh, okay. it's a great premise. It's a story that I had in my head for many years and I always wanted to write it. And, uh, after I had released the prior book, Rubdown, you know, we were in the middle of, uh, of COVID and, and right. lockdown. I mean, and 
and so and this was late 2020 and into 2021 so i had nothing to do but uh, sit and write so i pulled out this idea that i had like i said a couple of decades ago and uh the greatest thing about it was to be able to when i had originally written some chapters for it the tech to see that the technology had changed from the time that I wrote it right. and the things that I wrote about uh, uh, in ways of living and communicating. And then when he when I updated the book so that it would play out in 2022 or 2020 and 2023, uh, I the technology just simply in the communication devices that we've gone through right. from, uh, you know, the pager and the fax machine <laughs> to, uh, to telephones on your wrists, sort of like what Dick Tracy had. Yeah. yeah uh, my question, though, like uh, when, when George is in the car, did he remember President Biden from high school? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just funny. This could That's be funny. Uh, uh, no, but 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 he does recall partying with Keith Richards, <laughs> and he looked exactly the same. So so like <laughs> this this would be this would be such a great sitcom. Could you imagine? Seriously, John, wouldn't it take a great sitcom? Kind of uh, like I my think, favorite Martian. I think it would make uh, you know. I think it would make uh, like a great new version of the Odd Couple. That's for sure. <laughs> you know what uh, yesterday was, right? November thirteenth. That was the day that uh, Felix's wife uh, threw him out. out. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Now, what do you think the father of our country would say if he could see what the country is like today? Or did you ever put that in your book? Oh, read the book, man. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I got Absolutely. things to say. <laughs> uh, you know, he he certainly, uh, that's, that was the whole premise of, of writing this book, you know, especially where where we grew up, up in Hudson County and Union City and Bergen County there. You couldn't, you couldn't live a day without being exposed to a George Washington influence. I went to Washington School in Union City. We lived in the shadow of the George Washington Bridge. Uh, Hoboken had wash, has Washington Street. There isn't, there isn't one of the towns that we lived in or cities that we lived in that didn't have a Washington Street Avenue Boulevard. Yeah. Uh, Washington it, Park. You know, there's a, well, New York City has Washington Square Park. Of yeah. course. No, we had Washington and Park on First Street. There was, oh, th that's right. Down, Remember? Down, that's right. First Street Park. Uh, you know, that, you see, that was it. We knew it as First Street Park. But right. First Street Park. The real name of it was Washington. <laughs> you know. Anyway, so, um, so I always used to, and then, of course, there were those signs that you'd see on the side of the road, you know, uh, uh, Washington's Retreat, mm -hmm. uh, where, uh, you know, he would, he would travel with his army. And as a kid, I always would just have that in the back of my head, like, I wonder what George Washington would think if he ever saw, you know, just where, where we are. I didn't really think about politics as a mm -hmm. kid. That didn't happen until later. Right. Uh, so, so, uh, and, and even at that, uh, <laughs> Uh, it, it was a different world of politics, you know, from 1789 when when the story takes place to to 
2020 <laughs> or 2020 period, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, but anything around there, you know, it's, it's a much different world. But well, George uh, didn't have to deal with gets, social media. He gets he gets to uh, <laughs> read the book. That's okay. all I can tell you. Folks, okay. You'll and, love the book. <laughs> and we know, we know that it would be totally truthful because, as we know, George Washington never told a lie. Never, he never lied. This is an honest book. He, he never lied, and you know. And that was one of the other things, too. Uh, You know, he, in the research that I did, and uh, thanks to another person, Lisa Tracy, who was was a writer for a couple of Jersey newspapers when I first met her, and back when newspapers amounted to more than than 12 pages. (laughs) And... um, and the research that we did into George Washington and the kind of person that he is, and it's not that we found out something that no one's ever heard of or heard about before. It's just that the things that you learned when you uh, when we did the research on him, and uh, it really comes out in the story. He's really a human. Uh, who was who did have greatness thrust upon him? He certainly didn't uh, go and seek what uh, other men had been seeking. No, he. You're right. He did kind of have greatness thrust upon him. He just uh, they were the, he was the general, and they decided he'd be the perfect guy to be the president, and yeah. he, he oh, took yeah. he took it over. Yeah, he and and he did. You know, there was certainly. He did all the right things because uh, if, if the first, you know, if the first eight years of our presidency, you know, was not done correctly, mm-hmm. who knows what what would have happened? It really, you know, really do. We we have no clue. But right now, understanded, and uh, and I, I I appreciated him more. I mean, I dug the idea and and writing about him years ago. Right. But but doing the actual writing now for the book and uh, and completing all the research, I a great a great amount of respect for uh, for the guy. You make a great point. Had those first eight years not gone right, we wouldn't be here. You know, it was so important for the inaugural presidency to work right now. When you when you do your reading at the C. Warren Public Library, is it C. Warren? C. Warren? Uh, C. Warren. C. Warren at the C. Warren Public yeah. Library uh, Saturday at 1. Uh, will you be reading the ending or are you going to read the first couple of chapters and leave everybody hanging with the table of books? A, re- a reading itself uh, of, of the book never takes, uh, well, it shouldn't take longer than about 18 to 20 minutes uh-huh. of, uh, you know, just a good, interesting part of, of the book. In, in The Boss, I read, I read uh, the first chapter. Mm-hmm. Because that really leads into the rest of the story, and with me and George, I read the first chapter and then a part of the fifth chapter where George makes his appearance. I, I introduce the writer character Chris. I introduce him in that first chapter, and then when when George comes along, that happens a little later. But like I said. Uh, each each reading will take about 20 minutes, and I'll do uh, uh, question and answer in the min- in the middle, like mm-hmm. you know, a few minutes of that. So uh, I, you know, I realize that people uh, 
A, uh, they, they are busy people, especially on a Saturday. So uh, I'm grateful if uh, anyone in the area, and even people not in the area, you drive a little. It's it's good. Hopefully, it's a nice the nice Saturday that day. It's going to be and, worth um, it. I hope so. You know, the hope they'll come out. It's five four six West Avenue, C Warren, uh, and which is right there in the Woodbridge area, and. I'm going to do two readings, and of course, you know, I'll have books there for sale. People can buy them. I'm happy to sign them. A good time shall be had by all. John DeMore. Absolutely. Dude, thanks so much for coming on. I'm going to get this all on nj1015.com, and we'll be able to read all about it as well. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Have a great night, and uh, hope you could make it. You got it, my friend. I'll see you soon. 1-800-283-101.5. Here's New Jersey 101.5. Fast traffic. Brought to you by Ford's Jewelers. Since uh, 1971, Barry Berman of Ford's Jewelers has offered customers one of the largest quality jewelry, watch, and gift selections in the area, all under one roof. If you haven't seen this store, you should. For more information, visit Ford'sJewelers.com. And then we'll samba together. 1-800-283-101.5. Some of the best music came out of Union City. And I know that because I happen to be friends with the guy who created some of the best music in Union City. Perhaps you've heard the Union City song. Uh, that would be one Mike Bolt, and he's here now. What's happening, my friend? Hey, Stevie. I heard that you had John DeMore on. He's from Union City. You're from Union City. I'm from Union City. you got to support the team every once in a while. You know? We're like the Larry Moe and Curly of radio. <laughs> Well, long as I'm curly, I'm good. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's been many years. <laughs> and thanks for Washington Park, because I'm listening to the interview, and I'm going, it's Washington Park. Get Washington Park in there. <laughs> you think I was going to miss Washington Park? No, I don't. By the way, I got a new song I'm going to be sending you in a couple of days called Jersey Streets. Oh, yeah? All so right. I'm not promoting nothing. You know me. I no, no, it's okay. That's okay. Has a Des Manku with the Union City song? Well, you know, every once in a while, I keep getting stuff from YouTube. They keep saying, you know, new new comments. And what's great is that a lot of people keep thanking us for, for doing that. And they say, we saw the video, we hear the music, and it brought back so many memories. Oh, God, the video and is enough to that. make you, you choke up with the video. As a matter of fact, I was talking to John. And, uh, you know, I'm saying, do you know this guy? Do you know that guy? And he's like, uh, I said, do you, do you know Andrew Pisani? And he's like, eh, do you know Chicky or you know Chicky Pisani? As you know, Christina's. Yeah, that's his. Oh, Chicky the cop. Yeah, Chicky the cop. <laughs> now, you know, but but it's like, it's like you and me when we talk. It's like the thing about Union City, which made it so different, was that no matter who you you know, no, no matter where you who you you know where you were, who you knew, all you had to do was mention the street. And once you got the street, like I was explaining to my producer, Ryan, you know, we had like 50 kids within five years of each other living within five blocks of each other. So no matter what street you named, chances are you know about four or five people on that street. Well, you know what I always say? Union City is the home of the greats, the near greats, and the ingrates. Exactly. And we were the ingrates. <laughs> <laughs> we were the denigrates. <laughs> what was funny, I met John. We had both won uh, the Union City Artist Award. Yeah. I think it was 2013. He got a freaking, he got a day. He got a, I never got a Union City day. I thought of Union day. City I all. Song, yeah. I got nothing. Yeah, I'm like Red <laughs> Buttons, never got a dinner. John Diamore got a day. I didn't get a we day. Call, we got to call Stack and see if we can get some turkeys. I want to get Stack on. I, do you know how to get him? 
I'd see what I can do. See what you seriously. I want to get them on. I want to talk about the turkeys. Sure. If you want to mention it, I could use a damn, right? but I want to. But I mean, no, serious. I want to get him on talking about because I want to see if they're going to do it this year. What he's a great to, to be able to do they that. Give everybody in the city a turkey. That's amazing. They they love him in Union City. You can't say a bad word about him. Yeah, I could see why, especially on Thanksgiving. And he works with a great guy. I think he's I forget what he's the commissioner of like you know entertainment or something. Lucio Fernandez. Oh yeah. A uh, really first-rate guy, first-rate. Well, they, they um, were very good. That's how I met John. You know, and we've been friends. In fact, I've done songs for his books. Yeah, he. Uh, it was a CD. Yeah, I didn't realize he played with Chuck Berry. He was a musician. He's sending me pictures. Of, he went to see the Rascals last night. He's sending me pictures of him and Carmine Peace and the Vanilla Fudge and the whole thing. He's, he's uh, yeah, he knows everybody, John. Mike. Hey, he's a very John. talented guy. Oh yeah, very talented man. Yeah, you know what? He's a, he's a fun conversation. He's, he's, his ears are burning right now. He's a, Did you turn turn up the radio? They're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I try and keep on his case all the time because he's he's good people. Ed calls me every birthday. Oh yeah. I know my first call is going to be John calling, no matter where he is. He'll call like my that. wife or he'll call me. You know, it's just he's he's good people. So when he told me he was going to be on your show, I said I I got to call in. I didn't know if I I might be able to cross the streams where I could talk to the the three of us at one time. But I'm just as happy talking to you. Well, and, and I, I was going to put John, but John said, "Don't put him on, please." What a pain in the ass. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, listen. It sounds like I'm no. Now I got to go because I got to bring in Chad. Chad's going to say, "Will you put me on? You pain in the ass." So I got to do this. You, do what you got to do. It's a pleasure talking to you. I'll, I'll send you some music. Check your email. You got it. Get a hold of Stack for me. Thank you, Steve-O. Be well. Take care, Mike. I was, I was only kidding about the pain in the ass part. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Tongue-in-cheek, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know I'm a pain in the ass. What are you worried about? <laughs> All right. It's 1030. Now, the latest New Jersey. It's New Jersey 101.5. See, I think this is new music. Ryan Bissell thinks this is old music, right? This is, how old is this music to you? What's this, the 60s? No, this isn't the <laughs> 60s. This is... The Cure? The Cure has got to be what, the 80s or the 90s? Uh, it's probably straddling. Friday, right? I'm in love? Probably straddling the 80s, 90s. Yeah, I guess that would be classic rock to you. Yeah, well, people consider Green Day classic rock. Yeah, I know. Thanks for reminding me about it. I, I almost forgot. Uh, as a matter of fact, what the hell? I don't know what I did with it now. Uh, all right, oh, here it is. Do you have the time Classic rock to listen to me whine? You know It's my theme song You know The the music that I grew up with now Yes People are saying Is the new Like dad rock Dad uh, rock Like people put on Like Blink 182 or That's Fall, or dad Fall rock Boy. Yeah because The people that like Grew up listening to that And stuff are in like Their mid 30s now My and son so Their kids is, are like Finding their way to the internet When my son was 12 He was a huge Fallout Boy fan yeah. Think about that. I mean, I still am a huge follower. He's got pictures on his wall. So uh, you may be my producer in the studio, but I have a producer out in Woodbridge named Gail, and she finds me anyone who's ever lived in Union City to get on the show. <laughs> and she got me John Damore. What's happening, kiddo? Hey, not much. Did I do good? You did good. You did good. I'm telling you. We need a whole Union City reunion soon, Steve. I think we do. Get me Bobby Cannavale. He's from Union City, right? Get me Debbie Harry. She's from Union City. We get, we get, who are the famous people from Union City? We could do a whole blog on that. We can do a whole lot. It was, yeah. and it's, but you know what's even more amazing? It made it, 
I read his book, of course, The Boss, which is a lot of reminiscing about being home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And when, I, and when I read the bio, I saw Union City. Thank God for technology. You read the bio, you read the book, and you're like, God, this seems familiar. And then you're always from Union City. Now I know why. Yes, yes. God, so, that's great. I mean, thank God for technology. Reached out and, you know, I, well, you and I, when we met up again, it's like we're talking like we're old friends. Yeah, see, it's where we are. I, I explained it. Anyone from Union, two people from Union City. It's like we, uh, you know, we have history. You know, instant, instant automatic friendship. In fact, you got now... He's going to be at the C. Is it C. Warren or C. Warren? How do you pronounce it? C. Warren. C. Warren. The C. Warren Library this Saturday at one o'clock. Reading from the boss. Uh, the boss always sits in the back and reading from me and George. Now he did. Uh, he did Dead Fellows, which could have been called Mob Zombie. I was thinking, but tell him that. That's your joke. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I love the idea. Me and George could be a sitcom. I think so too. Did you read it yet or no? I have not. I will. Uh, I you know I barely have the time to read the seventeen thousand articles I got to read every day just to do this show <laughs> and the sports show and write the comedy. I, you don't get to read books anymore. Not, not that you should read the book if you're going to see John read the book, but I can't. You know what I mean? I, I got to try. Already, I read four. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm on disability now for a little bit, so I got a little bit of time here. Well, okay. Um, and how's your husband and your son? They're doing well, yes, even though they're from Jersey City, right? Yeah, his son turned 18, right? And your husband, uh, Rich, that was a couple of months ago, he had a birthday. Yes, yes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just a little funny story about my son. Uh, they had to drive up to Hudson County. Right. And my son comes home and said, Mom, there's people out there. <laughs> yeah. We should go there. Yeah, really. People! Remember the Bugs Bunny cartoon yeah. with the monster? People! Yeah. And he goes running out of the theater. All right, kiddo. Well, listen, keep in touch, and we'll talk soon. I, I told you I'm persistent, Steve. You are. You definitely are. Yeah. All right, that's Gail from Woodbridge. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Yeah, are you yeah, ready? Man. Of course I'm ready. I'm waiting for this. Excellent news. <laughs> now it's time for Headlines and Trevlines. I read the news today, oh boy. Doctor, doctor. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? That is a very good question. All right. What the hell's going on out here? First thing up, we're going to start off on a little bit of a low note here. We got Jay Leno. He reportedly is reportedly rushed to the hospital. This was uh, yesterday or earlier today. Uh, mm-hmm. He was rushed to the hospital after his vintage car exploded. Oh, you know, I, I want to know which car it is. All I know doesn't is, he have people who he likes to work on the cars. He does. He's a he's uh, I think he's a notorious a, car guy. Oh, he's got he does that TV show with the cars and yeah. he collects the cars and all that. He almost looks like a mechanic. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's small, kind of like, you know. He's got the jaw. Yeah, oh, or the lack thereof. Um, No, no, that's a jaw. Have you ever seen his jaw? That's a jaw. He's got jowls. Jowls? Oh, he's old enough. Can't find too much more information on it, but the car's last words were, I prefer Conan. (laughs) Oh, he's bringing humor to the table now. Okay. Thank you. Um, Conan. (laughs) The next thing we have, an update in the uh, the Elon Musk Twitter escapades. Uh-huh. Um, so, for an update for anyone who doesn't know, he made it so that you can pay $8 for verification. 
and anyone who uh, is any account that is found to be a, a replicant or a copy or you know just impersonating that's the word uh, the actual verified account right. gets banned so people have been making fake verified accounts for actual celebrities and posting in their name get out and so uh, one popular one uh, a fake Donald Trump basically was said, I saw that Hold yeah on. Good. He said, I take full responsibility for January 6th, Obama's oh, president, God. Biden won, all that kind of stuff. And people, you know what? When he figured this out, he's trying to monetize Twitter. Yeah. And he's gonna, if he does that, people are just going to leave. It's true. And here's the biggest impact that it had any of these fake accounts. Mm -hmm. um, the company Eli Lilly um, that creates insulin, they tweeted that uh, they, are, they are excited to announce that insulin is now free and the company lost uh, about 4% or like several billion, uh, a couple billion dollars in share value. I think, really, oh my God. I think Dominsky once said, if I'm not mistaken, I gotta check with Jeff, because he takes insulin. And originally, ins the inventor of insulin meant for it to be free. Yeah. And the medical industry monetized it. It's a real shame. Those bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we got uh, spotted lantern flies. It's apparently their mating season. They pick the fall. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't know this. Well, the leaves are changing colors, so, you know, they get confused. <laughs> so they might as well just, you know, instead of landing on the trees, they land on each other. And, you know. Exactly. It happens. You know, I don't know how they got in there. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> what's uh, the, if you ever see on the trees what looks like a patch of mud or anything like that, it's actually a spotted lanternfly egg, like, sack, mass thing. Really? And what they recommend you do is take a card and wipe down the tree and crush the eggs. And they specifically wrote in the article that the cracking sound you feel should be the eggs, and that's how you know you got it. Really? Yeah. You make a lanternfly omelet. Yeah. National Living. You make it a Thanksgiving with New Jersey 101.5. You get a free $100 Wegemans gift card for this year's holiday feast. This is the last week to listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter in our app to win a free $100 Wegemans gift card. There's three winners every weekday thanks to our sponsors, Edison Nissan on Route 1 in Edison and Wegemans Food Market. Stop by your local store or order at Wegemans.com. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. From New Jersey, 101.5, the station that gives you headlines and trip lines. Yes, sir. All right. So our next article comes to us from the AP Associated Press. Uh, the Iranian man who inspired the terminal has passed away at the Paris airport. Um, that's uh, the Tom terminal Hanks, right? passed away at the airport. No. The, uh, so the, the did Iranian... you ever see that? It's the guy that lived in the terminal, right? Yeah, yeah. Inspired I saw the movie that, right. that uh, Steven Spielberg made has Tom Hanks in it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, he passed away. Uh, he started living in there uh, back in. Uh... So wait, he was living in the terminal when he died in the terminal. Yeah, he died. He oh, had a heart wow. attack in the terminal. How about that? Yeah. So he has like they a little just let chair. him live there. Yeah, well, so what happened is he, he kind of, like, came there, um, and then he was going to try and get his visa so he could stay because he couldn't go back to his home country because he was, like, some, he had, like, some sort of outspoken view that was not okay. And so he had, he was, like, banned from returning. And so he couldn't get that, like, the papers he needed. So he was kind of stuck in, like, limbo almost. There. And they let him live in the terminal. Yeah. How about and that? he had, like... Did they give him a job in the terminal? 
I don't know. If, from the pictures, it looks like he almost looks homeless. And, you know, he had, like, some level, level of notoriety. Somebody would have hired him one of those food places, right? Uh, the guy that sweeps the floors. I mean, some, there are jobs to be had. In the, if you're going to live in the terminal, right, wouldn't you get a job in the terminal? To pass the time or something. Uh, allegedly, if anything, right? Yeah. Yeah, allegedly. He to was, get the money to put in the TVs that you keep watching? I'm sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. No, I was going to say, he, he was, like, some sort of local celebrity. But I can only imagine that people who actually worked they were probably like, this guy. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you know anything about the terminal? Hello? Okay. I thought it was somebody going to weigh in with something about the terminal. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you got to imagine that they're like, oh, like everyone in the world's like, oh man, this guy passed away. And then all the guys that work there are like, finally. <laughs> I've been waiting 18 years to sit in that chair. <laughs> oh, look at that. That's a good spot. All right. What's um, next? Next one is the TSA, but still with airplane news. They found a the handgun. TSA. Okay. Inside of a raw chicken in someone's luggage. <laughs> so I guess they figured that if they... Oh, like, wait. Inside of a raw chicken. Yeah. It's the, not a cooked one. A raw one. Not you know. a live one. <laughs> or a live one. That would have been matter. difficult. Yeah. Uh, uh, they found the handgun inside the chicken. Yeah. They found it inside of someone's luggage. It was in South Florida because it had to be Somebody put a raw chicken in their luggage? Yeah. That, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Then think about this. You're trying to hide a gun. Yep. So you do this by putting it in a raw chicken. Well, because the chicken in your luggage wouldn't be conspicuous. I assume their logic was that the x-ray system can only go so far. So and if the, I put the x-ray system went through the luggage, through the chicken, to the gun. Exactly, exactly, because they didn't take, I guess they thought, like I said, the chicken would like block the rays or something like that. <laughs> So like so 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 what was the explanation? Uh, this is my recipe for chicken boom boom. I mean, um, really? There it, it never. <laughs> the article is I, I never I didn't realize this. The article is so short it never provides any explanation. Just that they found. I don't think you need chicken. an explanation for that outside of you know they, who could be this stupid. They do clarify though that fresh meat, seafood, and other non-liquid food items are permitted. In both uh, carry-on and checked bags. So the, it, the problem wasn't with the chicken. The problem was, the was with the gun in the chicken. Yeah. yeah. But did they, did they find it on an x-ray or did somebody just stick their hand in the chicken? I assume they found it on the x-ray, but I just know that if I'm ever going to bring raw meat abroad, I can't stick my guns with it. If you're going to bring a chicken, be careful about the stuffing. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. For Thanksgiving, don't stuff not, it with weapons. Yes. No firearms. Not all stuffing. Uh, not all, no firearms for stuffing. <laughs> I told you once, I told you a thousand times. Do not put the gun in the chicken. There are holsters for that. It's a good reminder. You heard it here first. Yes. Um, and then our next one here is uh, from um, UPI. I don't know what that is. UPI. United Press International. Uh, we don't need the source. Just give me the story. Man visits 78 pubs in 24 hours. To break the Guinness World Record. <laughs> the Guinness World Record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guinness World Record. Did he have a Guinness in each one of these places? I have no idea. Let's see what, what going to each of these places even means. Like, did he step foot in? Uh, it, it, we rule I would imagine, that, right? According to the rules, you have to have 125 milliliters or 4.2 ounces of any drink. So, doing the math real quick, 4.2 times 78, 4 times 80 is 320. Wait, he did this in 78 days? Seventy-eight pubs in twenty-four hours. So in twenty-four 78 hours, seventy-eight pubs in a day. Yeah, in twenty-four hours. How is he not dead? He had about three hundred and twenty ounces of liquor, which is probably not that much. But I mean, three hundred twenty ounces of liquor is not that much. 
Three hundred, well, three hundred twenty ounces. Thirty-two ounces hours, is a pint, right? Across twenty-four hours, but that's ten pints. <laughs> what's a well, What's a sixteen ounces is a pint, right? Yeah. So that's twenty pints. Twenty pints in twenty-four hours. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think that's a big deal? Okay, maybe that is a lot. Maybe that I'm not a huge drinker. I don't know. Um, I bet he's in a bathroom right now. He's probably he's been, probably been there for the last couple of days. It looks like he had a. I don't know if I, he's from Australia, so it looks like he had a couple of his mates. Well, that's different, them. and that explains mates, it. But. Yeah, well, that explains it. All right, listen. Before we get out of here, just remember one thing. Great job by you. This has been the Steve Travely Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.